Hello, friends. Welcome back to Time in the Studio. I am your host, Sarah Marie Miller, and I'm the founder of Ada Zia Arts and working with nutrition, herbs, and flower essences with clients one-on-one, and I also make pottery and paintings. So I started this podcast because I was thinking of where my passions lie and what makes my heart sing, and I realized it's really care of the soul and where plants and creative expression me. I want to thank you all again for all of your sweet support and encouragement. It really makes the means the world to me and just helps keep me inspired to keep doing this work. So it is fun, but it definitely does take more time than I had originally thought that it might. Uh, so Next week, I think I'm going to do a solo episode, actually, and just talk about um, some some nutritional ideas and suggestions, things that I've implemented in my life and things that some of my clients have done in order to feel better from a lot of different things, chronic pain and uh, issues with fertility, depression, anxiety, thyroid issues, autoimmune conditions, the list goes on and on. But uh, yeah, so if you are interested in food and nutrition and want to hear that, look forward to that next week. Uh, This week, I am really excited to be speaking with Bridget Coe, a dear friend of mine who I met many years ago in Tennessee, and she is so inspiring to me. She works in a couple different realms, oftentimes uh, with fashion and how we present ourselves in the world in a really exemplary way. She also works with avant-garde couture garment construction using inner tubes and rubber that are so incredible and out of this world. You have to check out her website at bridgetco.com, B-R-I-G-I-D-K-O.com. She also makes really beautiful jewelry with precious stones and turquoise and also works with the plants and creates these really beautiful paintings and collages, uh, oftentimes embedding plants into resins and either incorporating that into jewelry or into forms that can be hung on the wall or used as art objects. Um, And she also works one-on-one with people with the plants, oftentimes in weddings and kind of preserving the flowers that hold the resonance of that day in really beautiful, um, sacred geometrical form. So yeah, I'm just really excited to have her on the show. Oh, and if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do check that out. That is with Roxanne Malcolm, and it's it features a lot about St. John's wort and our experiences in working with that plant, and it, I'm just reminded of it because this year, right now, I just got to harvest St. John's wort yesterday. Um, with Earth Star Farm. So that helps to supply St. John's wort to a lot of the apothecaries on the Front Range in Colorado. And so it's just such a magical time to go gather that flower. And it's a really amazing vulnerary and helps with digestion and liver clearance. And when people are having depression or can just help with a number of different things. I also want to just remind you, I'm not a doctor. So talk to your doctor about any using any herbs or changing anything to your diet or lifestyle. Okay, and now back on to the show. Awesome. Okay, so we're recording. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Oh my god. <laughs> Richard, great to hear your voice. You too. Oh my so, gosh. So good. Yeah. It's been too long. It agreed. It has. Yeah. But yes, I just feel so lucky that I got to meet you many years ago in Tennessee and just so exciting to see all the projects that you've done over the years and how your work has developed and grown and shifted. And oh my God, you're doing so many cool things right now. And I'm so excited to dive in. But first, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for being here and 
just for your presence and yeah, shining your light into the world. So you are just so sweet and I'm very excited to speak with you and thanks (laughs) for being so supportive. Um, and it's really lovely to see all the projects and different, I don't know, all the different things that the people that we've met in Knoxville, like all the little aspects of different projects and how they pull them together to make, yeah. to make different things. It's really cool. I know. Knoxville is a crazy epicenter of creativity. Like I look back on my time there and I just think about all the people I met and all the different projects and businesses people were starting and galleries and yeah, I think people have more time here in a way yeah. because the cost of living is less. Right. So it just allows them maybe more financial freedom to have more creative time. But mm. don't tell anyone. I. <laughs> <laughs> they should all go check out Chattanooga. It's really awesome there. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I know, I know what you mean. Like I'm tempted always to move back. That's like the one place that like, yeah. really draws me in and I'm just like oh my god I need to be there again at some point in my life because I just well it's always here it seems yeah. like you found a really supportive community there I mean you're you're yeah. launching all these new new projects so that's really seems like a good place to be yeah I do love Colorado for now but yeah I daydream of the two places I daydream of the most are Minneapolis and Knoxville. I'm like, oh, I need to live in those places again at some point. But, you know. You never know. Yeah, you never know. We, we shall see. <laughs> but I'd love to um, just hear a little refresher on um, where you come from. Because you're just a remarkable human being. And I think of you as coming from planet magic or something but you must be from this earth I imagine but um where did you where are you from (laughs) you have such a sweet amazing way of making people feel really special so thank you for saying that um because I don't feel like that at all but um (laughs) you know yes I know you're right um so I grew up in New England um, but I've kind of lived um, all over the States a little bit. I'm, I lived in Vermont where I went to school. Mm-hmm. I went to Bennington College in Bennington, Vermont. Um, oh, and I studied uh, sculpture and painting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived on Martha's Vineyard. And I lived on a sailboat for a while. And I wow. lived in Boston. And I lived in Iowa. And then I spent a lot of time out in the Bay Area of California. Um, before moving here. Uh, yeah, so that is kind of my short story. <laughs> so cool. How? Of yeah. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. So big cities and small small towns have been mm-hmm. in both, and I, I really love both. Yeah. So that's always a push-pull for me. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I have the same kind of struggle to decide when we're why, why, how, um, where where I should be, because I love a city. Like I loved living in New York and Mm -hmm. Portland, which Portland isn't huge, but it's a little bit of, you know, has some stuff going on there. But yeah. And then I also love tinier places. Like I love Boulder, Colorado. It's amazing. And yeah, I mean, there's just something compelling about both things. So yeah. Is Boulder tiny? I never think of it. Uh, It's, it's pretty tiny. I mean, yeah. Yeah, when I came here, I just kept dr- driving around and being like, okay, where's the rest? But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think it's because I, you know, coming from New York, it's all about context. Yeah. It's like a very, it's startlingly different. Yeah. Um, yes. But I don't remember what the population is. Maybe like 200,000 or something. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, tiny tiny but it's not uh it's no it's not new york yeah yeah (laughs) for sure um i'd love to dive into your creative world right now a little bit if we may um i've just been seeing you are doing so much with fashion and 
jewelry and then also working with these botanical arrangements. And yeah, I just love to hear you describe your current creative work right now. <laughs> well, um, I think that my, my studio would probably explain it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind <laughs> of divided into three sections cause I have like a whole area where I create, um, paintings and I do, I call them paintings. They're really mm-hmm. kind of collage pieces that I do with pressed, um, flowers and plants and herbs. Um, and then I have my jewelry area, which is silversmith things. So I have a torch and saws and drills and shards of metal and all that nice stones and things like that. And then I have the other section, which is all my recycled um, inner tube avant-garde fashion. Um, which I love. So I feel like oh. I'm kind of like insane a little bit <laughs> <laughs> because I can't, I don't, want to give up any of them but I also mm-hmm. feel like I really need to focus I don't, mm. my creative process is strange in that way mm-hmm. um I think that I need I need the diversity mm-hmm. um and I need to be working with my hands in different ways mm. different materials and I think one project really can stimulate ideas for another yeah um, so for me it's really important to have that and not just to be doing, I, I think, you know, unfortunately for me, because I think maybe financially it would be more lucrative to do kind of production work and to just make all the same kind of, you know, ring or or earrings or whatever. But I really, um, I just enjoy jumping around and I Mm -hmm. find it, uh, I, I gain a lot of inspiration from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that so much because I'm doing pottery right now and I just want to make everything a little different. And, but then it's like, okay, well, if I just simplified and made the same thing over and over, it would be easier to sell it. But I, that just seems like excruciating. I'm like, I can work in a theme. Like I can work with, you know, like I'm just doing variations on a theme. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I, I struggle with that a lot. Um, and I think that, that, you know, um, I think that you can be lucrative by making one of a kind pieces. I Mm -hmm. think that, um, I think that can work and you have to get your brain in the right state to, to kind of accept that. Um, your pottery looks amazing. Oh, thank you. You're it's so just, cute. yeah, the shapes and everything are just really, um, I don't know, very, I don't know the word. They're just organic. It, you want to touch them. <laughs> They're really beautiful. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I just love making them. They're so, it's just like so therapeutic and it's like a meditation and it's just, oh, a, and, a, and a fun play too. It's just like, I'm just going to play with these shapes and see. What yeah. Happens. Uh, yeah. It's just How nice awesome. to experiment. But I am loving your, just all the things you're doing right now. Oh my God. I looked at your website and the photos for your inner tube costume mm-hmm. there is so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> like those pieces are just stunning. And how did you get into that? realm of work like how did you decide oh I need to make an inner tube corset like that's amazing (laughs) and how do you think of that yeah well I guess um I for those I actually was kind of going through some rough things in my life and my personal life and having some crazy health issues and I had completely given up on making art. I was very frustrated with it. Mm. I didn't understand why I was doing it. I didn't feel, I never felt like I was good enough. I wasn't a good artist. And I just, Mm. I just actually threw out all of my, (laughs) I went crazy over like a week and I totally purged all of my art supplies. I gave them away. I threw out all my old paintings and just totally cleaned out what um, the room I had set up in my house at the time as a studio. I just got got rid of everything and just quit. Wow. Um, and took a break from 
from being creative and um and then kind of got bored <laughs> I guess <laughs> and just felt like I needed to be doing something and working with my hands and the thing that I that I kept and I guess I've always done this is kind of gone to in a I guess a therapeutic way or just to maybe even you know in my mind I'm like oh I'm just carrying boredom I'm just going to play around with this thing and then it's mm-hmm. and then I get involved in it and um, so I started doing that with sewing. I was teaching myself how to sew. And, um, and then I was, I, you know, I made a couple of things from patterns and I was like, I really hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this structure and I just can't right. deal with this. So I'm going to start, you know, now that I have the basics down, um, I'm just going to start playing around with different materials. And, uh, I was, it was just one of those weird situations. I was, um, I ride a motorcycle and so I was changing the tire for my motorcycle and I was looking at the inner tube and I, um, had been working a lot sewing with plastic and paper and leather and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this material is really awesome. It has like really unique markings on it. The texture is awesome. It looks like leather. It has rust on it. It It's like all this beautiful stuff about it. So, um, so I just started playing around with it. And yeah, I wanted to, I think one of the things that I love about being creative um, and one of the things that keeps me interested and intrigued all the time is just problem solving and challenging myself to, to do something that hasn't been done before necessarily, or um, Mm -hmm. to have a different kind of um, perspective on solving a, a, situation um and so I think that that's really how one thing led to another it was like I'm gonna make this material that's not flexible at all and not <laughs> moldable work on a human body which is really complicated yeah um, I can imagine just seeing yeah. the structures that you've done I mean they're just like so amazing and have this architecture to them that I'm just like how would you, you even construct that it's really incredible so thank you well it took some patience to figure it out and I really enjoyed doing it it is um it's a niche market as Mm -hmm. you can imagine yeah (laughs) um and so uh, I struggle with that kind of aspect of it too I feel like um you know I have to kind of try and make some money from what I'm doing Mm -hmm. personally right I just hate making things and just I don't want to keep them in my studio for just me to look at I want to put them out in the world and making some money from it would be good um to kind of feed my fire in that way but um I'm curious about that because I in theory I want to put my work out into the world but then I also just want to keep it to myself and so I'm kind of I'm trying to think about different ways to start putting it out there. Um, and I think it's a combination for me, the resistance is a combination of, uh, a little bit of laziness and also being slightly delusional. So <laughs> it's like, I want to keep all my work. Cause I'm like, well, what if the MoMA calls and they want to have a show? Like it all needs to be in one place. Oh, wow. And, that's awesome. And I don't want to deal with shipping it to someone. So right. I just like keep <laughs> keeping all my work and it's really ridiculous. I'm like, you know what? Let people have your work because I don't want to have like an attic full of my artwork. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's covered in cobwebs. So I'm trying to figure yeah. out putting my work out into the world. And I'm wondering, um, do you, are you selling your work mostly on your website or through Etsy or what are some of your favorite ways or having like pop-ups? Like what's your favorite way to get your work out into the world and share it with yeah. people? Yeah. Well, so I think one of the things that I, I remember hearing from a professor in school was that I needed to stop being so precious mm. with my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think about that actually a lot. Yeah. Um, and that helped me to kind of, I, I thought about that, especially when I was purging my art studio mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and getting rid of everything. And I think doing that and going through that process really 
assisted me in, in being able to let go of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a weird, it's kind of weird for me as an individual because I'm actually inherently very shy and mm-hmm. introverted and putting my artwork out in the world is kind of a little terrifying for that reason. Oh, yeah. Um, and somehow I've just mentally been able to kind of separate myself. Um, and so a lot of times, um, with my jewelry and my flower pieces, um, the venue for those have been, uh, doing shows in person. So I go to Mm. indie craft shows or pop-up shows, um, fairs, art fairs, things like that. And so I'm interacting with people and, um, and talking to them one-on-one and that, Mm. I don't know that that's really cool because then you're having a personal relationship with someone and it's a lot easier for me then to kind of give away the the item that I've made because I have a relationship with the person who's taking it. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely this thing where there are certain people I just don't want to have my work. I mean, mostly people, okay, it doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes people will like text me or call me and they're like, oh my God, I want this piece. And I'm like, well, if you want it, then you can't have it because I want it. Like, just want it more. Yes, but it's, you're like, oh no, that is a really good one. I do that a lot with rings. Like all the all the rings I make, I want to keep. Oh, like, yes, oh, they're yeah. so cool. I love. Oh, thanks. Rings. Oh my god, and <laughs> like obsessed with turquoise. So I'm just like, oh, I have to get one of your rings. They're so beautiful. How did you? How did you figure out how to make? Oh, which reminds oh, yeah. me, there's a photo that you took of. Um, all the rings that you didn't like. Oh yeah, I love that photo. It's I was like, oh my god, all those rings are so beautiful. But thank um, you. Yeah, how did you? Did you just teach yourself? Did you take some classes? Like, how did you figure out how to make these amazing pieces of jewelry? Yeah. So, well, like I said, I really am inspired um, by challenges mm-hmm. and um I've always worn rings my mom um had a friend who was a jeweler when I was growing up who made beautiful turquoise rings and mm. I was just obsessed with this beautiful magical woman yeah. that you know used these cool tools to create something out of nothing and I just really loved that and so um Ooh, I, that gives me chills <laughs> and it reminds me of just, yeah, being an artist is about taking nothing or what other people view as nothing and transforming it. Like, it's really about yeah. pulling the rabbit out of the hat and, like, yeah, creating something. Exactly. I think that's maybe what I mean, too, when I when I say, like, the challenge. Like, mm-hmm. that's part of the, I don't know, that's part of the, the fun experimentation part yeah. um, of creating. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so this, so I always, I always admired that person. And, um, and so I was kind of mm, slowing down a little bit with making clothing. And also, again, like I said, I'm, I like to have different things going on in my studio. So, um, I finally, um, decided that I wanted to learn how to work with silver Mm-hmm. And so I honestly just started watching videos. Yeah. Um, I bought the basic equipment that I needed and just really started from scratch. Um, and I haven't taken any classes, but I, I know I need to, to refine my skill. Um, and that's funny, that photo that you, that you said that you liked was on my mistake ring. Oh, it's like, yes. Yeah, I can see all the, I mean, obviously, like I am, I haven't been doing jewelry that long, so I can see all the things that would be like, oh, maybe I don't want that to go out in the world yet, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just refining. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think I had a teacher once um, when I took a pottery class, Sam Morgan, and he, I took classes from him for years in Portland, Oregon, and he was like adamant about like, 
you need to destroy everything that is not perfect. Like if you make a bowl and you don't like it, like smash it. Don't wow. let any, don't let anyone see it. <laughs> I was just like, oh That's my intense. god! <laughs> do you do that? No, not I keep everything. <laughs> like I keep everything. I think I'm like, I need this. I should keep it. Like I do not at all do that. But it was, it was just like very extreme and very interesting. But it's tricky yeah. because I feel like sometimes I'll make something and in the moment I won't like it, but then. Um, you know, you get some distance from it and some oh, yeah. from it. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or not. The inverse. Yeah, or not. <laughs> well, I think, you know, one of the things that I struggle with a ton is just like, I guess it's um, called the imposter complex or something. Oh, yeah. It's like uh-huh. where you just, you don't, you feel like you really just don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, uh, so I just quit my part-time day job to kind of work on art full-time, which that has been awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank a you. Amazing this, step. So, yeah, oh, I just decided if I didn't try it, I would regret it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, like I said, you know, I, I live in a place where, um, the cost of living isn't, you know, crazy. It's not like New York. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, all, everything kind of fell in place to, to make it possible. Um, so. for now. And I, I don't know how long it'll last. We'll see. But, um, yeah. So it's weird because I'll be, I've, I've been treating studio time like a job. And so mm-hmm. I get up in the morning and I, make coffee and I do yoga or I meditate or one of those things. And then I go to the studio, but you know, you can spend the whole day in the studio and it becomes very isolating. Yes. Um, and so you, it's hard to have perspective on what you're doing. And mm. as a person that kind of Oops. has a tendency to go towards melancholy or the darkness, <laughs> I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle a lot with worrying about, um, yeah, feel not feeling good enough, worrying about why I'm doing things and, and just trying to, um, pep talk myself. And I think that it's what you're saying about, like, sometimes you look at something and you walk away from it and you come back with a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to really be, um, on top of yourself, you know, to make sure that you are walking away and getting a different perspective and, and not just being so hyper-focused that you can't yeah, really see what you're making or where it's coming from or where it's going. Or, yeah, I don't know. I, I think community is so helpful in that because yes, I agree that just being an artist in your studio can feel so isolating. And I think that's part of the reason why I've been so drawn to pottery printmaking and life drawing over the years. I realized it's like, I love making things, but I like to make them in a room of other people making things and not talking to me. Like, (laughs) like, people are hard at work. We're not talking. Like it's not a conversation. Like I, a party is kind of excruciating to me sometimes. I'm like, we're all here, but we're not, we're just talking. Like I want to just be making something, Yeah. but have other people around to just kind of like, you know, support each other, encourage mm-hmm. each other, be like, Oh, that's so cool. And then walk away and do their own right. thing. You know, like I, yeah. just, I love the community aspect of those uh, ways of working Mm-hmm. And I do, like, I was trying to just make some painting, paintings in my um, studio last summer, and it was so fun, but it's really hard for me to not have other people around. And so yeah. I, I'm finding I need to have some sort of way of reaching out to other people for, mm-hmm. like, we need each other, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, it's just so that you can say exactly what you said, like that you, you struggle with 
um, with not liking something. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can turn to your friend or your other artist in the room and say, oh, I just really don't like this right now. And they're like, oh, it's okay, you know, yeah. me neither. I don't like my thing either, but in, I'm going to walk away from it and approach it again in a day or a week or five minutes and be like, oh, I see where I should change something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think you just need to hear that you're not alone in that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just nice to like, like have the community um, feedback too. like, not Mm -hmm. just absolutely doing a good job or we're in this together, but like, Oh, try this, move this line a little bit. Like, you know, I really miss doing critiques and I want to figure out some way to set up like, yeah, doing critiques with, friends and artists because I find that so beneficial and Mm -hmm. once you're out of school it's hard to kind of initiate that but it's oh it just makes things so much better to have that feedback I agree yeah I think you definitely need it Mm -hmm. otherwise you're just into your own head too much yeah yeah it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely go there. I'm like, ah, oh, what's going on in it? <laughs> so I'd love to hear. So you talked about your morning routine, like you, um, you do a little bit of yoga or meditation, mm-hmm. and and then go into the studio. So is your studio space separate from your house? Yeah. So I'm really lucky, um, and the. The house that my partner and I own um, is on a little acre of property. It's about 10 minutes from downtown Knoxville. And, um, and my partner is also a really incredibly talented carpenter and builder. Oh, um, awesome. And I'm really good at like holding the other end of the board. And also like I can swing a hammer a little bit. So, um, <laughs> oh my God. You're amazing. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so we um, were able to build a workshop next to the house, um, which has his workshop on the bottom level and then my studio on the second floor. Mm. It's pretty dreamy. That yeah. is so cool. I want to know you guys. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's really, it's, I know a lot of people um, need to like leave to like commute to their studio. And everyone's so different with that. It's like, Mm -hmm. for me, I find it really important to be able to go over there whenever I want and not have to travel. Um, And so, yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'm actually a workaholic, so Mm -hmm. I have to be cautious about that too. Um, because I'll be over, you know, in the studio from nine in the morning till two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's good to, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's good to set up structure with that, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I get up in the morning. Um, I've been, I think especially since I don't have a, the structure of a, of going to work, I've been very conscious of creating structure in my life in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always done meditation um, mm-hmm. for a really long time. So that's that's been a big part of my life. And even if it's just for five minutes, I, you know, yeah, um, I think it's really helpful for me um, to just have self-awareness. And um, I know it's like super trendy to talk about it now, but like to be in the moment <laughs> and appreciate, you know, just appreciate where you are and what you have and, and all that kind of, um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then yoga has been important for me too, just because I don't just the being an artist and and the way that you move your body around, so you're, or you're just sitting in one place for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Stretching is super important for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I do that, and uh, then head over there and kind of try to keep to a good schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Because I'm curious, like balancing, um, you know, social media, putting your God. stuff online, and then like 
you know, answering yeah. emails, doing mm-hmm. the actual work? Like, do you have some sort of way of kind of separating that or does it all like, what is it you, when you go into the studio, like, where do you start? How do you get your flow? Going? Yeah. So that is something I'm still working on. The, I think, you know, being an entrepreneur, you have so many hats that you wear. Yeah. So there's all the stuff that I really don't enjoy doing, which is the administrative stuff and taxes mm. and, yeah, and there's the marketing and social media. Um, and then there's the, you know, you need some days where you're just like brainstorming and creating and trying to come up with new designs and ideas. And then you have production days. Um, yeah. And then on the whole other realm of it too, since I'm doing a lot of shows mm-hmm. there, the calendar for, um, for art shows is like, it's just insane trying to keep up with, um, because sometimes or actually often a lot of applications are in January that are for shows that are in August. Right. So just keeping up with that calendar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, I actually, I listen to a ton of podcasts um, mm-hmm. and I have been listening to this man named Tim Ferriss. Oh, um, uh-huh. you know him? Yeah. Yeah. And he talks a lot about, um, on his blog and on his podcasts about, you know, just creating structure and like mm-hmm. the, the, he's done a lot of research and talked to a lot of entrepreneurs about just really like what seems to be the best things that work for people mm-hmm. as far as like, do you wake up and get into your email right away? Well, maybe that's not the best mm-hmm. approach to your work day. Right. Um, because you're then completely, you know, stimulated by every email and having to decide Mm -hmm. if you're going to answer it now or answer it later or, you know, archive it or whatever. So he's, he doesn't suggest that. And those are things that I've been trying to, um, while I'm working in my studio, I'm just constantly listening to podcasts. Oh, me too. Trying to learn all these, all these things while I'm working. Yeah. So, um, I get up, have coffee, do yoga, do a little meditation, go over there. And then honestly, it just depends now because of my show schedule, Mm. what I need to be doing. I need to be doing inventory or actually need to be making inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Each day is different. Mm. So cool. Yeah. I think it is really good to remember to not dive into social media right away. Like sometimes I fall into that and then I'm like, I just wasted an hour of my life. Like (laughs) I didn't do anything. And I think for me, I look at it for an hour and then I'm like, I don't really feel that good about myself. Yeah. I see all these people that are just like killing it and they have like 30.5 million followers and you know, they make beautiful things and, um, and I'm just like, I can't stop comparing. Mm-hmm. And I, I really struggle with that a lot. Yeah. It's like Instagram is like a car commercial where everyone's like having a super awesome time. Like the music's blasting and you know what I mean? Oh, and, then it, totally. and then the reality is like, no, they're really like, they struggle too. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't all, see that part. <laughs> yeah, we're all yeah. struggling, and most of us don't post like the struggle. We just post yeah. the highlights. Like I exactly. Know like I try to just post the highlights, but it's like, of course, oh, the struggles yeah. seep in. But yeah, and it's but Instagram tricky. is awesome. It is oh, tricky. Yeah, but it's also inspiring. I just you know you can see people's lives all over the world. How amazing to see some. Oh little like a little six-year-old Korean kid's birthday party yeah you know it's like (laughs) random like I would never know anything about that or the food that they eat in Thailand or Mm -hmm. some beautiful mountain hike in the Alps like really it's Mm. pretty awesome yeah I know it's pretty incredible I yeah yeah just how we're so we can be so interconnected and Mm-hmm. Yeah, technology right now is pretty baffling. Yeah. Again, I also go back to just um, wanting, just liking the simple things. Like I started doing this 
writing exercise actually that you told me about many years ago and it changed everything in my world so that's so awesome um it's it's basically I don't know if you remember this conversation but we were in Knoxville Tennessee we were at this little bar and you talked about manifestation journaling where for two weeks you just write about your ideal life and you use like present tense, like as though it's what actually happened. And you get into mm-hmm. as much detail as you can, like really thinking of like, okay, the clothes I'm wearing and the food I'm eating and the people I'm hanging out with. And yeah. I, I was living in New York at the time and I did this writing exercise for two weeks. I was like, okay, Bridget told me to do this. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. just write about it as though it's what actually happened. And yeah. You know, and I was wearing fabulous clothes that I designed myself, and mm-hmm. they're really well made or whatever. Yeah, and, it sounds dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just fun to play in our brains with different ways of being. And so, yeah, I love, I love that writing exercise. I thought it was really helpful. Yeah, yeah I think it's cool because you can get you get caught up in the day to day things like mm-hmm. I have to put gas in the car and go to the grocery store and I don't know you don't mm-hmm. get to often make yourself stop and be like okay this is what I want to be doing this right. is what I want my day to be like and feel like and what does it what's the temperature and what does it smell like outside and like what do I really want it all to be like I think that's mm-hmm. good yeah yeah, I remember right after you told me to do this and I started doing it and I was geeking out about how fun it was <laughs> to some friends in New York and they were just like, but how depressing. I was like, what do you mean how depressing? And they're like, well, what if you write all those things and they don't happen? I was like, who cares? Like, it's just fun to like play with yeah. your imagination and like thinking of, um, you know, other alternatives. Like, it's just fun to daydream mm-hmm. or you know, right dream. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I figure there's no harm in it. You know, it's like, okay, it takes a couple of minutes and. Right. And also I think if you're doing that and it's depressing you because your life isn't like that, then maybe it's a really good sign to be aware of yeah. <laughs> that your life is not like what you want it to be. And yeah, that's what helped it's me. It's telling. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It was like, and it did you know, it gives you this clarity of like, okay, if this is what I want, what little steps do I need to take to make mm-hmm. that happen? Oh, yeah. this person is not in my future mm-hmm. dream world. I'm going to not be in a relationship with them anymore. Yeah. I, I need to leave them. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for yeah offering that suggestion and advice um I wanted to see any other as we're wrapping up any other last thoughts you have um about your creative practice or what um your time in the studio is like that you want to any advice or tips or tools that you have Mm. that are really helpful for you yeah Mm. I guess I think that um, for artists in particular, but I think for any, obviously for any entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, or anyone who is inspired to, to want to be their own boss or run their own business. Um, I wish that I had um, been more prepared for all of the aspects of it that I don't enjoy. Mm. And also I wish that I would have um, been more open to figuring out being okay with the fact that I couldn't do everything by myself mm. and for asking for help. Yeah. That's or a finding tough people that are skilled in the things that you lack. Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, well, I think that personally for me, it was just really hard to, to be 
accepting of the fact that like, I am not good at doing my taxes Mm, (laughs) or, you know, or that really hiring a photographer is much better than me taking the time away from doing other aspects of my business. Mm. Um, Whereas I can have a photographer come take photographs and process them while I'm doing another task, you know, things like that. I think financially it's not always um, possible for everyone to do that, but there are ways to make trade and, you know, and, and make it happen with other, with other creative people. Yeah. Um, I think that's super important. Thank you for that. I think that's such good advice. Cause yeah, I, I get stuck in this thing of like, I need to take my own photos and it's like, don't take my own photos. Like It's so much better when other people take my photos. Like, please save the world by not taking photos or for me, it's like, Oh yeah. 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 Trade or pay someone to help. Yeah. And I, I need to do that more too. It's just, I mean, financially it's not always possible, but I think it's good to keep in mind for if you're preparing to start your own business or yeah, or go out in the world or, I think yeah. it's a pride thing too, where I'm like, I'm an oh, artist. Yeah. I can do anything. I can do anything creative. And it's like, Sarah, you can do no, anything. But I could, I could, but it's like, you know, I need to focus my time and energy yeah. on like what brings me joy and what is exciting. I mean, yes. sometimes you have to dive into the stuff that is not fun and exciting. And, of course. But it's also like, yeah, I think asking for help when it's really called for, like just be willing to do that. Yeah. And why not? Just try it. Just do it. Yeah. Are there any, um, any podcasts or, um, books or artists Mm. that you want to shout out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I love podcasts. Um, and I think, you know, Tim Ferriss is an awesome person to listen to. He, interviews a lot of really, really interesting people that are entrepreneurs and scientists and writers and all kinds of things. Um, and there's this really awesome, um, podcast about meditation that's called 10% happier put on by this man named Dan Harris, who is a newscaster and he's, uh, his whole thing is that he was an absolute skeptic about meditation. And so, and he also claims that he's just terrible at meditating. Um, <laughs> and he's very, you know, sarcastic and funny and he interviews the most brilliant people. It's really, really awesome. Oh, cool. So that's that a good one. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's another podcast called artsy, um, which is really interesting. It interviews all kinds of, um, artists, uh, and just creatives in general. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. There's an art one that I just found that I really like called beyond the studio. Mm. Um, I think they're in Philadelphia or I can't remember where they are actually somewhere on the East coast and they, yeah, they just interview a bunch of different artists and they're, it's like two women and they're really awesome artists themselves and they just yeah talk about kind of the logistics of doing the doing the thing yeah it's good it's really good I think it's helpful for me to hear other people and I think it's you know like I was we were talking about earlier it kind of goes back to that having the community and getting feedback from other artists and people that are in it it's like if you can't do that in person then podcasts can be a really good way to Mm to hear about those things I think yeah totally it's like a sense of gives you a sense of community or connection mm-hmm. with other people it's like yeah listening in on a or being part of a phone conversation uh-huh. <laughs> kind of sweet. awesome yeah. amazing well how can we support you how can we find you where's your website what's your, oh yeah how do we so, just buy all your things oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. That's actually one of the things I'm working on is like having enough inventory to have stuff online and then Mm. with me in person for shows. So, um, but my website is, um, 
www.bridgidbridgidko.com. Awesome. And my Instagram is BridgidKO and then BridgidKO Botanical. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much, Bridget, for taking time to talk today. And I just feel so inspired and so excited to continue to see what your work, how your work evolves and get to support you and thank stay you. in touch with you over the years. So it's been Aww. so fun. Yeah. Well, likewise, you're so sweet and supportive and I love seeing what you're doing. Aww. I'm so excited to see how it progresses. Yeah. I know. So fun just to be on the path together. Yeah. Well, it's cool to know people for so long and see how their lives progress. Yeah. It's really awesome to hack you. (laughs) Well, I love you so much and I hope you have an amazing day. It's been such a treat and we'll have to have you on the podcast soon for round two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, I love you too, lady. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Ah, such a treat. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. Please connect with Bridget at her Instagram. It's Bridget Co. B-R-I-G-I-D-K-O or Bridget Co. Botanicals. Uh, She also has a beautiful website, BridgetCo.com. And if you'd like to connect with me or with the podcast community around this podcast, I started a Facebook group. It's Time in the Studio. There's a group and a page on Facebook. And then there's also an Instagram page, Time in the Studio, like Time Like the Herb. And that's a really fun spot. If you want, you can tag your photos with uh, images of you working in the studio if you'd like with just hashtag time in the studio. You can check that out. And yeah, if you want to connect with me, I love working with people one-on-one. My herbal website is adazia.com, A-I-D-A-Z-E-A.com. Or you can check out some of my work on my art site it's sarahmariemiller.net s-a-r-a-m-a-r-i-e m-i-l-l-e-r dot net i love you all so much thank you for listening love and light to you all may our efforts benefit all beings thank you so much take care